I'm Josh Beckelheimer, and you're listening to Forever Prepping DM. So, welcome to the very first episode of Forever Prepping DM. I actually wanted to get this episode out like a week ago, but I was stranded on an island for about five days. I took the family out to the Outer Banks on Saturday, and Sunday morning, the ocean was at the house. The tide was so high, you could walk off the front porch of the house and be in the ocean, already on the beach. It was insane. And the pool at the house was completely covered in sand. You could walk on the top of the pool and just play on the sand, and you wouldn't even fall in. It was insane. Um, Some of the houses next door to us, they were getting flooded in because, you know, they didn't have boards up or they broke one house. The fence was just collapsing because the weight of the sand and it's it was crazy and the road leading to the bridge was completely underwater and under sand for like five days i mean as i was leaving they still had bulldozers out trying to move the sand away it was insane but here we are first episode So, what is Forever Prepping DM? Well, it's me just writing in my journal with my um, Old School Essentials book. You know, writing adventures, writing lore, creating monsters, treasure, uh, magic items, magic spells, you know, just creating maps, dungeons, whatever. All for a game that I'll probably never play in or run. It's not because I don't want to, it's just hard to find time to play. You have kids, you have work, and then to find players to match your schedule, it can be crazy. Um, And I know there's many others out there that spend most of their hobby just creating, reading, writing, drawing, but never actually getting to play. And it's, you know... It's not necessarily a bad thing because you still enjoy the hobby. I do. I still enjoy just reading the book and and creating stuff and use my imagination. It's still fun, but, you know, I would like to play eventually. And who knows, maybe this will lead to it. But um, this is going to be me talking about what I've written in my journal, uh, my bullet journal for Old School Essentials. So what is bullet journaling? You know, I have no idea. I know I'm doing it wrong. I tried to look online and get an idea of what exactly is bullet journaling. And I see a lot of people using it for things like weight control, food, just random stuff. And they have all these tables and used for tracking, whatever. So then I try to find bullet journaling for Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of people just you know, it's all their character stuff. They write their character sheet out there. They do their artwork for it. I didn't really see anything for, you know, a dungeon master. How they set up their bullet journal for creating adventures and, you know, the fantasy world. So I'm just pretty much using it as a regular old journal. I got it mainly because of the dotted lines. 
so I can draw maps, still write in it, and it will look neat. Um, this bullet journal I got from Walgreens, it has like on the top right, like the months and the days, and you can circle them to, you know, determine what day and month it is. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, the paper quality is really nice, and it doesn't seem to bleed through with the pen that I use. Um, the only problem is I probably need to look into having multiple colors. You know, having black ink for things, but then using like red and blue. So whenever I'm looking through the book, it jumps right out at me. I've also been using my colored pencils to draw up, you know, the, the world. Some of the maps are colored in, things like that. Um, but I'm enjoying this little bullet journal. I kind of wish there was more out there on how to properly use a bullet journal for a dungeon master. Because apparently there's like an index, so you can write the, you know, the page number of where you can find magical items or whatever it is. But I'm just going through page by page. On the top, I'm writing what it is, like monster, region, table, map, things like that. So I can, as, as I flip through, I can still get an idea of what's on this one page. If I'm looking for a monster, I can find monster. Eventually, I'm going to take all of this and put it in digital format, probably OneNote, so it would just be one gigantic digital bullet journal. And that's actually what I want to do with this show, is not only talk about what's in my journal, but actually show you, um, take screenshots, possibly um, scan them in, or even just type them out digitally, and even do the artwork digitally. You know, I have sketches on pen and pencil in the book but I could probably take it over to my phone and just actually get it all digitalized and good for printing but yeah that's what a bullet journal is for me anyways that's how I'm using it and I settled with old school essentials so originally my bullet journal was just going to have world information and you know monsters npcs and all that but i was going to use descriptors and tags so it could be universal so i can look at those tags and descriptors and modify it for whatever game system i was going to use you know have one world different game systems um I liked that idea at first, but then I was like, I, I don't know, because I'm probably only going to play one or two game systems, and then I don't want to do double work. I don't want to go and read the stuff and be like, okay, now i got to rewrite it out again. So at first, I was going to do just the Black Hack and Old School Essentials. But the Black Hack is so simple that I can look at Old School essential stats and just convert that on the fly almost for the black hack. No need to have double information or even just write it out for the black hack. I mean, it's black hack is very simple and reduced down that you can get an idea of what you want to do with you know that system while reading other material. Even if you're reading 5th edition, you can take 5th edition material to the black hack, no problem. So then Old School Essentials I settled with because I think this is the system I just really want to play in this world where, you know, it's, it's a deadly system, 
but it gives players a chance to explore the world rather than killing and getting treasure. It gives them a chance to interact with the world, you know, learn about it, interact with NPCs, interact with monsters, and just explore the world because it is a deadlier system because of the the low hit points, the low action economy, because, you know, you're not like a 5th edition character that can do multiple attacks or even 3.5 Pathfinder. So there's a really low action economy when it comes to those players. That's why there's hirelings. You have six players, and then each player has a hireling. You got 12 characters out there. That's pretty much what this game system is like, is it's pretty much the Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, you got those four hobbits. They're level one characters. And then you got the dwarf and the elf. They're up there. You got the humans that are up there. And, of course, you got Gandalf that's up there. But, of course, you lose your heavy hitter Gandalf pretty early on. But that's what it is. It's like you have a group of characters exploring a world together and dealing with all the horrible stuff that can happen to them. And I enjoy writing for Old School Essentials. At first, I didn't... I don't know, because I, I went with Swords and Wizardry, and it's a little bit easier for me to run on the fly, but the more I've been writing, and the more I've been adding stuff to my journal, I now feel comfortable enough that I can probably run an Old School Essentials game on the fly, especially now that I got that sweet GM screen. It is gorgeous. But yeah, so pretty much everything I'm going to talk about is for Old School Essentials, or, you know, the basic expert edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Now let's open up this journal and talk about Roachlings and the Roachling lair that's in a sewer. So Roachlings are filthy humanoid roach creatures, roughly the size of halflings. They dwell in sewers of major cities and other locations that are just covered in filth and just nastiness. That's where they make their home. Their armor class is 7. They are hit die 1 star. They have 2 claw attacks that are 1d4 plus disease. Their thaco is 19. Their movement is 60 or 30 when flying. Their save is that of a 1 hit die monster. Their morale is 5 and they are neutral. Number appearing is 1d6. Um, it's 66 for a lair. Their treasure type is S or B for a lair. The disease stops all natural healing and gives a minus two penalty versus poison saves until cured of the disease. They also have a queen, which is a three hit die roachling, and that can be found in a roachling lair. So anytime there's a lair, there's going to be a queen. And I, um, on the next page, I actually drew out um, a sewer map, a lot of rooms, a lot of winding tunnels to go through, debris in the way, and um, there's one, two, three different entrances to this sewer, but I also have T's on some of the map, uh, locations of the map, meaning a transition. So if you want to further explore the sewer 
off of the map or come in from a different direction rather than what's on the map. You can fill it out and make up your own map to continue with it. I do have a queue located in like one of the center areas where I would probably put the queen if I was running this. And then I'll go ahead and have a little table here that says E equals entrance or exit. And there's three of those. And then T for the transitions. Again, if you want to continue through the sewers or whatever you want to do. And Q for queen. And then I drew a bunch of little rubble marks. And it's like rubble, trash, filth. It could be a trap. It could be a treasure. So I have 66 roachlings, including one queen and 3d6 giant rats and the treasure type is b i discussed this a little bit on a discord server i'm on and the idea that came about was having some of the treasure in the filth and the rubble so you have to dig through the nastiness of the sewer to find whatever treasure is in there and who knows it could be tramps or you start digging and it's a it's a rat nest and rats start coming out so I figured giant rats would probably make their way into here, and they're probably food to these roachlings. I mean, about the size of a halfling, and pretty sure they're nasty, nasty little creatures. But yeah, it's like um, one of the first things I did with my journal was created a monster and then created a map for where that monster would live. And I now did that back in August. 26th and 27th is when I did the map. But I, what I want to do is take a picture of this stuff, write it up, and share it with you guys. And you can view that stuff on my Patreon. Because I went ahead and made one of those last night for this podcast, mainly to encourage me to continue doing the podcast. Because I know sometimes I can be a little flaky or I get overwhelmed with anxiety. But I think if I have a routine schedule and I'm just talking about what I'm writing and putting it in digital format, redrawing the maps or whatever it is, it's stuff I enjoy doing already anyways. So I might as well just share it with people. So yeah, I'll have the link to the Patreon. I think it's just patreon.com slash, um, oh my God, I cannot remember the title of this podcast. Always... No, oh my god, I don't know the name of the podcast. Forever Prepping DM, that's it, yes. Oh my god, I can't believe I did that. Anyways, yeah, that's the Roachlings and the layers. I will get this all in digital format and share it with you. All the links and stuff will be in the show notes. And that is it for this episode of Forever Prepping DM. If you want to contact me, you can email me at foreverpreppingdm at gmail.com or you can send me a voice message via Anchor. You can get the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and search for Forever Prepping DM. There will also be links in the show notes. Mm-hmm.